When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Downtown, Peckle Park, a new beginning, let's go. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knocking them down. Baby said she wanna go to the game. To the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knocking them down. Mitchell and Ness with the old school name. All of the homies holler Padre gang. Yeah, that. Good day, everybody. Welcome to episode 227 of the Talking Bears podcast and YouTube show. I am your host, Ben Fadden. Thank you so much for joining here on a, what is it, a Wednesday night. Padres just took two out of three from the Arizona Diamondbacks. It feels good whenever I can say the Padres just took two out of three from any team. I know the Diamondbacks are not a playoff contender right now, but it's still a series win. We're in the month of September, and any series that you can get is a good series to get. Um, again, I'm your host, Ben Fadden. We'll talk about this Diamondback series. Um, all three games. Got the off day tomorrow. Um, there was some positive things that I saw from this series, and uh, definitely one of those positives was the offense, and I think that's probably going to be a theme uh, of this episode in terms of the positives. Yeah, there were some negatives, too. Um, some guys continuing to slump. Uh, Juan Soto exiting today uh, when he was hit in the shoulder blades. But I'll start off kind of this episode with good news. Um, Bob Melvin spoke to reporters today and after the game, after the Padres win. And he said that he, he pretty much said, and I'm not quoting him, he pretty much said that he expects Juan Soto to be in the Padres lineup come Friday night against the Los Angeles Dodgers which is obviously good news. Um, and Juan Soto, I believe he spoke, he just spoke to uh, reporters himself. I think I saw, yeah, Dennis Lynn says here, Juan Soto said he will definitely be okay to play this weekend. He noted the Padres have won most of their series lately. Uh, we lost one to the Dodgers, but we're still in the regular season. We're going to face them again, and we're going to be really positive to go beat them. I think what he's trying to say is we're positive or we're trying to stay positive and, and we believe we can go beat them. I assume that's what he's trying to say. Um, but tonight, it was a great win. Um, I, I know you Darvish, his pitching performance, it wasn't spectacular. It, it was not the you Darvish that we saw last Friday night, right, against the Dodgers. Um, but, you know, he left with the lead. And um, he kept the Padres obviously in the game. And that's what I, I know you probably want more out of an ace. But whenever your starting pitcher can leave a game 
and he has the lead. I think that's a good uh, job out of that starting pitcher. He did his job. Now, relievers, obviously, they have the different job. They probably have the harder job where they come in, they only pitch one inning. They could give up one run in a tie game, and you know we're going to think, ah, you didn't do your job. Starters can go like six innings and give up like three runs, and the Padres, they might have a 4-3, 5-3 lead, and we say, hey, you did your job. Well, there's a greater volume of work there that the starter has to do than the reliever. Uh, but talking about relievers tonight, uh, they did tremendously well. Robert Suarez pitched an inning, didn't give up any runs, a huge double play. I believe that was the one uh, to Will Myers, uh, who was playing first base tonight. Uh, by the way, I did not say the score off the top. Padres won tonight 6-3. to three. Um, scored three in the second, one in the fourth, one in the fifth, and another in the eighth, thanks to Hassan Kim's insurance double that scored Nola. Uh, getting back to the bullpen, though, I thought they were huge. Um, in this series, Nick Martinez was huge, pitching all three games in the series. I know he wasn't great on Monday, but no one really on the team was. Um, guys not coming through with guys in scoring position, um, uh, you know, it just seemed flat all around. Josh Hader tonight, I thought that was really encouraging. Him coming in in the ninth inning and having, I think, his first one, two, three inning with the Padres since his first appearance with the Padres when that was against the Rockies on, I want to say, August like 5th. I could be wrong about that. It might be August 3rd or August 4th or whenever it was. Um, it was early August and he sent him down one, two, three, and we're like, yeah, let's go. This is the Josh Hader we got. And he's taken steps uh, towards getting back to being that guy. He gave up one run, I think, the outing before this, uh, but he looked good. When was that? Against the Giants, right? He got the save there. Got, uh, obviously gets the save here. Had a three-run lead. I thought he was going to have to come in with like a two-run lead, but obviously Hassan Kim came through and drove a Nola, and he had that extra cushion. Um, I know some fans, they were a little surprised by the Padres going to Nick Martinez in that eighth inning, considering that he had thrown three straight days. But I didn't have a huge problem with that. Um, look, Nick Martinez, it's kind of like the Josh Hader thing, right? He, you know, that's his role right now. He, he's Him and Hader, those are the two highest leverage reliever guys, probably. Or Martinez is the highest leverage reliever. Uh, in the highest leverage situation, he's going to pitch. And Josh Hader, he's probably going to be the closer, you know? And that's what he was tonight. So, look, there are some relievers that I would rather not pitch. And I'd rather go to Nick Martinez three straight days, you know? Would I rather have Reese Kinnear pitch than Nick Martinez, even though Nick Martinez is on his third straight day? No, I'd go to Martinez, you know? Um, same thing over, like, Steven Wilson. Uh, and you already you already used Suarez, right? Um, Garcia, I mean, I think I'm fine with him in like a seventh inning type role. I don't think I want him to pitch the eighth inning too much if you're setting it up for Hater. I, I really like the Martinez-Hater combination there. Um, but just the bullpen, I thought it was spectacular tonight. And obviously the offense, that was a huge positive especially from the last two games in this series. First two games, they got, or the first game, they got shut out. So that's, obviously, there's no positive from the offense on Monday. But the last two games, last game and a half, really, 
they showed up. They battled. I hate to use the B word, the tingler word, but that's what happened. Um, they fought back last night, and then tonight they were down early. Um, it felt like deja vu all over again. Um, I was saying to my mom, riding back uh, in the car, I was like, yeah, that's, that was like deja vu. You know, last night, got down early, gave up some home runs, and then the Padres came back, hit three home runs in the game. They end up winning. I know last night was on a walk-off, Jorge Alfaro, obviously, uh, and tonight was not. I obviously would rather not have to have a walk-off uh, because that means the Padres had a comfortable, maybe not comfortable, but it was, I, I thought it was comfortable tonight when Josh Hader was coming into the game. That's just me, maybe, I guess, but I had faith in him. Uh, but obviously you don't want those walk-offs every night, even though that's great. You know, they won. You don't want to have to live through that. Uh, every night you know you don't want to be down every night and have to come back but credit to the offense they came back both of these nights last night and tonight pro far with the home run to tie it early uh you know you get down two nothing it's kind of a punch in the gut you know like dang now we're down again early are we going to come back from this again uh but that's what happened pro far gave him back that energy crony homered second straight game with the home run after homering last night myers homered opposite field I mean, this guy, when he's hitting it to the opposite field, I've said this multiple times, I know, but when he's hitting it to the opposite field, you know that he is on his game. And, um, man, when Drury's out, he's going to be out through, I think, Friday. I think the earliest he can return is Saturday, and that's if he um, passes those concussion protocol tests or whatever it is, you know, and he can get out of that. Um so on Friday, I would have Josh build DH. I'd have Myers play first. I haven't looked at the pitching matchup. Is it Urias pitching for the Dodgers? I haven't looked at that, but I would probably go with Myers at first regardless. Um, he, he looks really, really comfortable at first base. I know I said that when he first returned from the IL after the knee problems, and he played first, and he looked you know really interested in the game and focused, just more involved. And he was hitting better. He was feeling really good. Uh, that's what I'm seeing right now from Will. Obviously, I talked about that briefly, that double play earlier on the Robert Suarez, or when Robert Suarez was pitching uh, earlier today in this game. That's just some of the plays that he's made. And, uh, you know, when he has that bounce in his step uh, on a double play ball, throws to first, that his right foot quickly comes off the bag. It just feels like he has, you know, some urgency in him a hop in his step and he feels really really uh, it feels to me that he's really really interested and more focused at first base uh i'm sure he'll say that he's focused in the outfield but it seems like he's having a lot of fun there um at first base so i i would keep myers at first base at least until jury comes back um obviously you're not going to play him at first base every day when brandon does come back because you want jury and bell in the lineup right i would think most days um, but you could also go some days where, you know, Drury goes and plays second base and you have Cronenworth at shortstop or Cronenworth with a day off and have Hassan Kim lead off, uh, when a lefty's on the mound, like tonight, he's hitting really, really well against lefties, by the way, Hassan Kim obviously came through tonight with the Padres sixth run of the night. Uh, but a really, really positive win. I thought from the Padres tonight, again, pedaling back, um, and taking it. This was a series that they had to win. Uh, well, they didn't need to win. 
you know, people are going to be like, well, no, Ben, they don't need to win a series until they're going to be mathematically eliminated. Yeah, I understand that. But in terms of series, like, that you should win, this is a series you should win. The Diamondbacks are a non-playoff contender. You're a better team than them, regardless of if Soto was out for most of the game today. You know? You're a better team than them. You got to go win this series. You want to make the postseason? And... More importantly, at least today, well, I know more importantly is making the postseason, but what was really important today and these last couple games is they were able to capitalize uh, not just playing a, a worse opponent than them, but they were able to capitalize on the Brewers losing to the Rockies at Coors Field, Taylor Rogers helping us out yesterday, and so now they've gained games on the Brewers. So now the Padres, they're four games up on the Brewers in the standings for the wild card, that last wild card spot. Technically, it's five games because of the head-to-head that they've won so far this year. There's no game 163, so if the records are tied at the end of the season, then the Padres would be that sixth seed. They go play St. Louis, uh, the three seed, the NL Central winner, in the National League wildcard series, best of three, at Bush Stadium. I'd be confident in that. I'm confident in whatever team the Padres face in the wildcard series. As long as the starting pitching is there um, and Juan Soto's back, I would... Obviously, Hater, you want him to continue pitching well. I would, I'm confident in any team that they have to face. But this was definitely a series that I thought they should have won, they had to win, and they did. So props to the Padres for that. Uh, I'll get to some comments here. Yeah, long ball here says series win. We really need that. What's up, Raven? Padres are four and four or five games up. Yep, five games technically. Oceanside Boy here says, I'm going to see the Padres play a bar again, but I don't know where because the fans leave early. There's no one watching the game. It was a good, well, I can't speak to that, but uh, Petco, fans didn't really leave early. Uh, there's some fans that leave with like two outs in the ninth inning. Somehow they think that they can, like, I guess, beat traffic or get to their cars first or whatever. But if you stay for nine innings, not eight and two thirds innings, and you're just leaving with two outs, like, why? You stayed that long, just stay. I don't understand that. I saw some people on field level uh, leaving with two outs in the ninth inning with Hayter pitching well. Um, don't understand that, but the environment at the ballpark, which is what I can speak to, it was great. These last couple days, especially today, obviously, had the, they had the Soto shirt giveaway. And yesterday, with the Alfaro walk-off, I, I didn't see tons of people leaving even when the Padres were down 5-3 or whatever it was, you know, in the eighth inning. Um, they kept the faith. So th- these Padres fans, we were starving, obviously, for a winner, a postseason team for the first time since 2006 in a full season. I was three years old. So, um, yeah, we're going to support this team. And we obviously just hope that this team can continue playing good baseball, the offense can continue to show up, the starting pitching can improve, Musgrove can get back to being Musgrove, Hayter can continue progressing uh, towards being that dominant closer again, the bullpen you know, can stay healthy. If those things happen, I think this team's a playoff team, and uh, they can beat anyone that they play in the National League wildcard series. The Mets, I think they could beat them. Yeah, DeGrom's going to be tough. Uh, I know the Mets, I think they're winning their division right now, but they could be playing the Padres uh, if the Braves pass them in the East. 
the Mets have a half game lead on the Braves right now. So whether it's the Mets, Scherzer, I think he's on the IL right now, but it's only a few days, I guess, according to him. Um, they've beaten Scherzer before, right? The Braves, okay. Um, if the Padres' offense is clicking, I, I think they can beat them. They, I think they probably have a better bullpen than the Braves do. What about who else would it be? Well, those would be the two teams, right? Well, the Cardinals. Cardinals, yeah. I think we'd, I'd match up our rotation against theirs in a best of three. Uh, I'd match our bullpen up against theirs. I'd match our lineup up against theirs if Soto and Manny are doing well. Match those up with Goldie and Arenado. You have your contributors. Cronenworth is hitting better. He just is. Uh, Myers and Bell and Drury. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm confident in this team. I know that some fans have lost their confidence in this team. And, you know, if they lose two out of three to the Dodgers this weekend, then maybe our tones change. But baseball is a long season, right? We're reactionary. We're going to react to series by series, right? So, yeah, we didn't have the best series against the Dodgers, but I did see encouraging signs. We had a good series these last couple games, especially against the Diamondbacks. Now you have the off day, and you don't have to pitch Shamanaya against the Dodgers this coming weekend. You feel like you have a chance to win the series. Um, you know, you're at home. You feel like you have a chance. Uh, we haven't talked about Tuesday's game, but Tuesday, uh, like I mentioned earlier, it's, it was a lot of kind of like today, you know, getting behind early. Obviously, Josh Rojas' first pitch ambush of Joe Musgrove. More home runs. Dalton Varsho, I believe, homered. Uh, of course, Sergio Alcantara, the former Padre homered. Or not homered, excuse me. He doubled down the line. There was no doubt about that. He No doubt about it. He was going to come through there in that fourth inning. Uh, already talked. Yeah, fifth inning was the Varsho home run. Christian Walker destroyed a ball. His 32nd home run of the year made it 4-0. Uh, in that fifth inning as well, that hit it. In, I think he hit it to the Padres bullpen. Uh, but then the Padres battled back. Crony homered Kim back to back with him. Josh Bell homering in the seventh, I believe he hit it to Luis Garcia warming up in the bullpen. So that was cool. Uh, but I'd be lying to you if I said, or if I had the mindset going into like the ninth inning, we're going to win this game. Like. I didn't think we were going to win the game. Uh, I thought we could get some runners on, but I, I didn't have the mindset of we're going to win this game. Because in the eighth inning, you had that chance, right? It, it felt like Monday. You know, Monday they didn't come through with runners in scoring position. Yesterday felt like that, where eighth inning you have a runner on third and Soto strikes out, felt like he was pressing. He's, he said he wasn't, and he's not, but... That just didn't feel like Soto. You know, earlier this year against Washington, when he struck out with, runner, with a runner on third, it felt like he was trying to launch a ball and hit a home run. You know, that just didn't feel like him. And that, that's the same vibe I kind of got yesterday watching him. I was uh, in right field. It just didn't look right. That at-bat specifically, I think he was out on three pitches. And then Manny um, pops out to the infield. And it's like, all right, well, that was our chance. And... You send up in the ninth. Well, credit to the bullpen, by the way, obviously. After Musgrove gave five runs, they didn't allow runs. Um, I want to I make sure I give credit to everyone here. So Tim Hill, he hasn't allowed an earned run in like forever. 
Uh, he allowed an inherited run, but not an earned run. Uh, Robert Suarez went an inning. Garcia went an inning. And then Nick Martinez, the middle of the three games that he pitched, and he pitched every game of the series, he came through, didn't give up any and that allowed the Padres to come up. I believe it was 5-4, I want to say. 5-4, yeah. 5-4 going into the ninth. And uh, I have the breakdown out, by the way. I did a breakdown on this and how the plays developed in the ninth inning uh, before the Alfaro walk-off. And just great at bat after great at bat. I know, you know, Kim popped out, uh, but Bell, huge walk, uh, you know, because that grounder that Crony hit, that would have been, uh, let's say Bell gets out and he doesn't walk. That's one out. Crony, grounder, that's two outs. You don't have anyone on base um, because that got the grounder to second, he would just throw it to first to get Crony out. He wouldn't have thrown it to second to try to get the double play, right? And Crony, uh, with the hustle, so there was just a lot of different things there early in that inning, you know? Um, obviously, like I just mentioned, so if Bell, getting back to that, if Bell doesn't walk, he gets out, there's one out, Crony ground out, that's two outs, and then who was it? Was it Will up next? Or no, it was Kim, I think, right? Or was it Will? I think it was Kim. Um, let me check that. But Kim flew out, so there you go. There's three outs. No one even got on base in that inning, if that's you know what would have happened. Yeah, Kim was up after Crony. Uh, but instead, it didn't. Uh, Bell worked the walk. That was huge. That uh, allowed Crony to reach first. He hustled there. Huge credit to him for hustling. And then uh, Myers with the single up the middle. Went 0 for 3 going into that at-bat. Azokar with the at-bat of the game, I thought. Myers, obviously, with the base hit. Without that base hit, Azokar, I don't think, would have gotten up. Um, but a huge at-bat from Azokar. I mean, what was it, nine pitches? A nine-pitch at-bat? I mean, just fouling off pitches left and right. He was amazing. Um, there was some... There was a pitch... That he fouled off because the second strike, I want to say, or maybe it was the first strike in that count, uh, in that at-bat, it was it was a strike, but it was low and away, and he had to foul some of those pitches off. Um, then there was another pitch later in the at-bat that was just off farther. Like Ian Kennedy, former Padre, was trying to get the umpire to call a pitch even farther off the plate, and he didn't get it. Zokar let it go. Huge. Uh, kept fouling off pitches. Yeah, it wasn't the best swings, but it doesn't matter. Foul balls are foul balls. You're staying alive. And then he works the walk, brings up Alfaro, and Alfaro already had the walk off against Kennedy earlier in the year. I have no idea why Ian Kennedy decided to go fastball first pitch in the count. Or, or excuse me, first pitch in the count. First pitch of the at-bat. Why are you going fastball there? I didn't understand that. And it was fastball like 94 miles an hour down the middle. And Alfaro is going to be aggressive. That's what he's looking for. Drives it up the middle. And uh, Myers and Crony score. Padres win. And obviously he let out the let's F and go San Diego at the end. Valley Sports, I guess they cut it off. They were at commercial break, I, I think. And so they were taping the Alfaro interview while he was talking at Petco. And they didn't even show the end of the interview. Because you know, they're going to get fined if they do if um, they show it on TV, I guess. Uh, but it's out on at Talking Friars on Twitter and Instagram. I 
filmed it. Don't worry. The Jumbotron, it has it. You can tell that he said it. I think you can hear a little bit that he said it. But, yeah, they cut the mic off kind of at Petco, too. But everyone could tell that he said it. Um, Annie was expecting it as well. Like, she probably knew, yeah, this is going to be delayed. Who cares? Just let him say it. Whatever. The whole Padres dugout was standing there waiting uh, for him to say it, just like that game. I forget what game it was. Maybe it was the Diamondbacks game. But they were all standing there, and, you know, that clip of when Alfaro said it, and they all go, yeah, and they all get excited. Um, I, I like to use that sometimes on social media when some things, like Tatis had the successful shoulder surgery the other day, and I used that video, um, just celebration. Um, but it was a great win. Both of these games, you know, Monday sucked, uh, but Tuesday and then today, battle back, grinding out at bats, showing power, home runs, three home runs both nights. Man, um, bullpen, bullpens were great. The, the job they did these last couple nights was huge after Darvish and Musgrove gave up some home runs um, in their starts. It shows what the Padres, I guess, can be. I mean, Friday against the Dodgers, I said that it showed what the Padres can be, and I totally believe that that right there showed what the Padres can be. With this Diamondback series, it showed that they have a deep team. I think that's what it showed. Starting pitching isn't that great, but they still found a way to win because the bullpen was great and the offense showed up, right? So they had two out of the three of those. You know, um, if the starting pitching's great, well, does the offense show up? Okay, maybe if it doesn't, well, does the bullpen show up? And maybe you hit a, a timely home run or whatever. Okay, well, there you go. You, you know, get two out of three of those. Uh, you know, you want three out of three, but it's not realistic, I don't think, to expect three out of three of those. You know, starting pitching, bullpen, and offense every night. It's baseball. Not um, these, they're playing talented guys too. Guys, even you know, these teams are non contenders, but guess what? They're trying to fight for jobs for next year, they're trying to get an edge going into their spring training camps for next year. Um, so they're still professional players, right? They're still going to go out there and try. Um, and so, you know, this series, it was a good series. Monday, obviously, I don't want to spend too much time on that because. Although I did want to spend time on it like Monday. Uh, if I did a podcast then, I didn't. But if I was going to do one on Monday, I would have spent a ton of time on, you know, the Matt Beatty decision. And why the heck did Matt Beatty, why was he in the lineup? Why was he DHing? Makes no sense. I still stand by that. Makes no sense that he was DHing. And you still had him hit in the seventh inning with the guy in scoring position, knowing that he probably wasn't going to come through. You had Kepi on the bench who homered against the rookie pitcher. Uh, you had Alfaro. I know he just got there, but he's obviously a better threat, power threat than Matt Beatty. The guy has like a four OPS plus. It's probably worse than that now. I didn't understand having him play. I know Brandon Drury wasn't going to play. I know Will Myers didn't play because of the neck, but having him in there made no sense. Uh, so that's what I'll say on the Beatty stuff. I'm sure I'm just regurgitating what all the talking heads on sports no it is because i've listened to them and every padre fan was thinking watching monday's game but i don't want to spend a ton of time on that because the bottom line is they won the series and they got alfaro back the next day 
And so Beatty obviously wasn't going to play. So, and he's not going to play, I think, in any close games anymore. So, you know, assuming that injuries don't happen, right? I know you can't assume that, but assuming that injuries, uh, you know, don't happen, like the Padres can stay healthy. They get Brandon Drury back Saturday. Beatty's not going to be hitting in this lineup, I wouldn't think. He's definitely not going to be DHing, I wouldn't think. Um, so I didn't want to spend a ton of time on that. They won the series. Uh, but Monday, I mean, is there a concern? I mean, Blake Snell, he pitched good, really good. Six innings, one run. The bullpen wasn't that great. But again, I don't want to spend too much time on that because what happened? The next two games, they bounced back, and they won the series partly because of how great the bullpen was, you know? Um, and the offense, obviously, we can focus on that as, a, as something of a concern, right? Going over with runners in scoring position, over for 5. Uh, it says they only left four on base. Feels like they left on way more than that. Um, but, like, first inning, having a guy, I think there was a guy in scoring position. Let me check here. Guy in score, yeah, Profar, because he doubled twice. That was the Padres' first two hits. Uh, this Ryan Nelson guy, this rookie, was carving up the Padres. And Profar got two doubles, and he got the third on the second one because of an error, and the Padres couldn't do anything. Right, First inning, double, Soto pops out, Manny grounds out, Josh Bell strikes out looking. And then Profar doubled again. What inning was that? I think it was the sixth. Yeah, sixth inning, and then Soto pops out to center, slams his bat. I know he's frustrated. I know he's pissed off. We were pissed off, right? And fans, you know, people were talking about, oh, Padre fans were booing Soto, and I saw this headline on NBC Sports Washington or whatever, and it's headline, Padre fans were booing Juan Soto this week, um, you know, and he's like slumping and stuff. I didn't read the article, but that's I saw the headline, and... It's kind of correct. Like, yeah, we're booing we're booing after Juan Soto didn't come through. But if that makes sense, we're not booing him. We're booing I, I didn't boo on Monday. I'm not much of a booer, but um fans were booing the Padres as a whole not coming through, right? First inning not coming through, like I just talked about. Juan Soto popping out, not coming through. You know, getting shut out by the Diamondbacks getting shut out by a guy that probably over half the crowd, three-quarters of the crowd, had never heard of, Ryan Nelson, you know? Um, and Ryan Nelson, he looked talented, nothing against him, but it's not a great look when you're trying to be a World Series contender and you let this guy come into Petco Park and retire 17 in a row, you know? So that was the concern, uh, and I think that's why people were booing. It's not booing a particular player, it's booing the product, you know, that they were putting out there on Monday. And Soto came into the clubhouse on Tuesday, and he owned up to it. And, um, you know, he knows, he was like, yeah, fans, pretty much, I'm not quoting him, pretty much saying, yeah, fans, they have the right to boo. They're, I, you know, if I was paying a ticket, I wouldn't want to go pay a ticket to see a loser, right? Uh, so they're frustrated. I'm frustrated as well. Uh, I think he said something to the effect of, I'm almost, they're almost as mad as I am, or they're almost as frustrated as I am. So he's obviously mad, and I understand. And I, 
I understand why he's mad. One, because he's not producing to the level that he wants to. And uh, he probably has seen, or he definitely has seen, he knows the expectations that Padre fans had for him coming in. And I think he lived up to it defensively. I think he's lived up to it in terms of how much he's getting on base. I don't think that he's probably lived up to it in terms of the fans' expectations of him, like hitting-wise, power-wise, home run-wise. And part of that's probably because of the unfair expectations put upon Soto, you know? Coming in, oh my God, we got Juan Soto. I was freaking out when we got Juan Soto because it's Juan freaking Soto. And he still is Juan freaking Soto. He's one of the best players on the planet. Uh, But fans that, you know, maybe they just started following the team or they don't watch every game. They just know, oh, I I watched this guy in the 2019 World Series. He's a huge name. I saw him hit the train tracks in Houston. They're probably, they probably had those expectations coming in of this guy's going to be a god. He's going to be Babe Ruth, Ted Williams. He still is being compared to them and rightfully so. Um, but he's literally going to be that. He's going to homer every other game, and he's going to have this bonkers slugging percentage with the Padres, and uh, you know, sees the saving grace, you know. And even you know, Tatis obviously got suspended. Well, we have Juan Soto and Manny, and I know this is a big blow, but you know, we still have Juan Soto, and he just hasn't. I think the fans' expectations might have been too high for him. Um. You know, coming in, I think you should have high expectations for Juan Soto. Don't get me wrong. I have high expectations for Juan Soto, and he has high expectations for himself as well. But I think probably the casual fan that doesn't follow every day probably expected him to literally be like a god to this team, like higher than Manny's level. And he hasn't done that power wise, homer wise. Uh, I don't know how to, you know, he hasn't produced I guess the sexy way offensively with a bunch of home runs and driving runs in and all that you know he's walking a ton he's still getting on base he's helping the team in a lot of other ways including defensively I've been pleasantly surprised by how he's been um, in right field you know he's made a lot of good catches he robbed Mookie of a home run on Sunday night baseball I know he didn't catch it but he did rob him of a home run he kept it from going over the fence I know they lost that game as well but he's contributing to the team in other ways He's a leader on this team. He's taken a leadership role along with Manny and Joe. Uh, you have two more years. We have two more years of control of Juan after this year. I'm obviously not about to give up on him. I'm not a part of uh, the group of people that you know want to critique his swing, which I think is idiotic when you're on Twitter trying to critique. Trying to critique. Say that five times fast. Trying to critique Juan Soto's swing like you're a hitting coach, like you're on the couch, relax, stop. You look like a fool. Um, I'm not in that group on Twitter that's going to bash Juan Soto because he's off to a slow start with the Padres. Like, I know the track record of Juan Soto. Um, I th- Again, I think it's fair to have high expectations for Juan Soto. And you have a valid point if you think that he hasn't lived up to expectations yet. But I believe that he will live up to expectations. And I think as long as he is hitting well going into the postseason, because I believe the Padres will make the postseason. They've got a five-game lead technically on the Milwaukee Brewers right now for the final wildcard spot, and they're chasing the Phillies, uh, or they might be tight actually right now with the Phillies for the second wild card. If Soto's going good going into the wild card series, 
that's what I care about. Same thing with Manny, the offense, Hader, Martinez, the rotation, Musgrove included. That's what I care about, you know. Uh, anyone have any comments on what I just said about Soto? I don't know how many people. You know, there's, it's like 10:30 at night, so some people are probably sleeping right now. But I appreciate everyone coming. Yeah, Desert Punks here says dropping by to show my support. Headed to bed. I'm sure, yeah, because people are working in the morning. I appreciate you, by the way, listening on the podcast platforms as well. If you're on YouTube here, I encourage you to hit the subscribe button. Talking Friars here on YouTube for daily Padres content. You can turn on the notifications so you don't miss when I go live. Um, and then also on social media at Talking Friars on Twitter and Instagram. TikTok as well, but I don't know if I'm going to continue using that. It's mainly Twitter and Instagram. Um, so we could talk about real quick this Dodger series. So, by the way, the Brewers right now, we can go over the standings here. So, Padres, they are tied with Philly for the second wild card right now. Philly, if the season ended, Philly would be the second wild card. They have the head to head advantage over the Padres. But the Padres, the good news, because this is the one that really matters, right? Making the postseason is what matters most, not five or six seed. As long as you're in the, the top six, it's fine. They have the advantage over Milwaukee, the head-to-head. -head. So four games up on Milwaukee right now, but because they have the head-to-head, -head, they're five games up. Milwaukee, I believe, just finished a series with the Colorado Rockies. Let me pull up their schedule. And they just lost that series to the Colorado Rockies. After losing three out of four to the Diamondbacks, the team the Padres obviously just beat. So things are going good for the Padres right now. They're winning games, at least, you know, this last series, and the Brewers did not win games. So they're gaining more, more of a, uh, a gap. I know it doesn't make sense. They're not gaining. There's a bigger gap now. The gap is widening uh, in this wild card race. And I'm very confident this team will make the postseason. If they don't make the postseason, I will be absolutely stunned. I'm not saying it's going to be a cakewalk to make the postseason because you still got how many games left? Or how many weeks? One, two, three. You got, what, five weeks left? Four weeks left? Four and a half weeks left? Whatever it is. So you still got a long time. Milwaukee still gets to play Cincinnati and uh, a lot of times. Arizona, Miami, uh, and the Padres, they have to play the Dodgers six more times. They got the Cardinals. They got the Mariners. Um, San Francisco is always tough, or usually is tough. The White Sox, I don't know how tough they're going to be. I don't think they're going to be in postseason position when they do play them, but sometimes that's the teams you don't want to play, right? Those tough teams. So the Padres have the harder schedule uh, compared to the Brewers, but they do have technically that five-game advantage. So the way things are trending, it's a positive series against the Diamondbacks. Uh, I think they have a good chance of winning this Dodgers series. Uh, I don't think they're going to be favored to win the Dodgers series. But I think they have a, I'll say this, I think they have a better chance of winning this series against the Dodgers this weekend than they did last weekend. And that's primarily because Shamanai is not pitching. They have the off day tomorrow. And then it's Dustin May against Mike Clevenger on Friday. They can win that game. As we saw, they smashed Dustin May last Friday. Saturday, Julio Rios against Blake Snell. Snell's been pitching great as of late. Uh, he pitched great his last time out. 
Arias pitched well against the Padres last time out, but that seems like a pretty even matchup to me. They have a good chance. I think they have a okay chance of winning that game. And Sunday, I think they should win that game. Musgrove on the mound against Andrew Heaney. Musgrove didn't have the best start, obviously, on Tuesday, but hopefully he can bounce back. And um, while a lot of people are watching the NFL on Sunday, he can just mow down some Dodger hitters. Be careful with the top half of that lineup, but attack that bottom half of the lineup. I like the pitching matchups going into this series. Juan Soto should be ready to go on Friday, so I really like that as well. And again, I, I like where this team is positioned, and they have a better chance of winning this series, taking two out of three, than they did last weekend. I think they will take two out of three against the Dodgers this weekend. I don't know if that's a hot take. If it is, then so be it. But I, I think they can take two out of three. I think they will take two out of three. I would guess Friday and Sunday, but baseball is baseball. They could win Saturday and not win on Sunday, or you know. So I think the the best pitching match, like the closest matchup, is Saturday Urias and Snell. But it's going to be compelling. Um, all three games, I think. So that's going to be fun. Um, by the way, this episode is brought to you by Gaglione Bros Famous Cheesesteaks and Garlic Fries. Gaglionebros.com is their website. They also have great cheesesteak fries, along obviously with the cheesesteak and the garlic fries. They're located on Friars Road. They're inside Snapdragon Stadium. By the way, Snapdragon Stadium, don't be afraid of it. Uh, it's not going to be 100 plus degrees the next time you go. Uh, I'm going on the 17th for the Wave game. I'm super excited for that. Uh, they're located there on the east side, I think, of the stadium. And they're obviously located at Petco Park. They're located uh, by the Bally Sports San Diego pregame, postgame broadcast booth on field level and then in the upper deck down the first baseline. So check them out there. Um, all right, that's going to do it. I'm Ben Fadner, host, signing off. Go Padres. Keep the faith. This was a, I thought this was a good series. Monday sucked, but Tuesday and Wednesday were much better. Another Alfaro walk-off. Episode 227 of the Talking Frogs podcast and YouTube show is over. I'll see you guys later.